You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Arjo Choey from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and I know you're pissed off. Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys postgame show, our Dallas Cowboys postgame show here at Blogging the Boys. You can watch us live on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, on the Blogging the Boys Facebook page. We do also podcast this for you as well, so you can always listen after the fact on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Subscribe to the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on social media uh, because we have a very quick week. The Dallas Cowboys just lost, um, not in the same humiliating fashion that they did against the Denver Broncos two weeks ago. However, the Dallas Cowboys lost in extremely frustrating fashion. The Dallas Cowboys have a very quick turnaround coming up. Play on Thanksgiving Day. If you're already on Thanksgiving break, I know we have some younger uh, members of our audience. If you're you know, a student, we, uh, we hope that you've had safe travels and that you're uh, getting ready to enjoy the holiday. But um, unfortunately, it got off to a rough start. The Dallas Cowboys falling in Kansas City 19-9, to the final score, as the Chiefs um, not necessarily have their way with the Cowboys, but, um, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. And look, I think I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than maybe you are in this postgame show. And, and by the way, this is your postgame show. I am nothing but your puppet. You control the strings. You tell me where we go. You tell me what you want to talk about in our comment section on YouTube, on Facebook. We will, of course, get to my winners and losers. Uh, shocker, there are not a lot of winners, but we do have a couple. Um, but um, I, I do have some optimistic takeaways or maybe just less pessimistic takeaways. And and on that subject, along those lines, I you know the Dallas Cowboys are bad. I don't think any of us are going to sit around here and say the Cowboys played well, played well enough to win. You know, you can certainly make an argument that a couple of things should have gone their way. I think Michael Gallup should have drawn a PI call down near the goal line. Um, you know, things like that. You know, if, if you want to, you know, be picky, if, if you're really, you know, kind of mining for gold here. Um, however, um, while the Dallas Cowboys are bad, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs were good. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs were just less bad than the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, I tweeted a little bit before our postgame show started that what's going to be annoying about the coming week and about dealing with all this, and especially because the Kansas City Chiefs are on their bye, uh, is, is we're going to have to hear all about how the Chiefs are back. And I, I did not see a good football team that the Cowboys lost to on Sunday. The Chiefs have beaten the New York football Giants barely. Uh, they beat the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers. They, you know, did beat the Las Vegas Raiders rather soundly last week on Sunday Night Football. And then they beat a Cowboys team that was down to Mari Cooper, that lost C.D. Lamb after the first half, that did not have Tyron Smith. So we have a lot of things to get to. But of course, we always get to your super chats first because we appreciate those of you who do super chat us here at Blog of the Boys. Eli Perkins coming in first says, this play does not win in the postseason. I agree, Eli. Nobody's going to sit here and tell you that the way the Cowboys played today on Sunday, November 21st, 2021 is good enough to win in the playoffs. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to lie to you that way. This was atrocious. This was gross. I mean, you can't not score a touchdown. That's just kind of a, a general rule when it comes to professional football. FK Crunch, uh, thank you for joining us, is not worried about this game. 
people are going to freak out. I kind of side um, with F kit crunch. I am not panicked. I am disappointed, but I am not panicked. And we'll of course get to that and kind of unpack this. We'll peel these layers back off this onion. Like ogres, this game was more like an ogre than it was an onion, to be frank with you. Uh, Scott Erickson getting our comment section off uh, to a start with a bang uh, on YouTube says, did we bring back Jason Garrett tonight? You know, and here's the thing, Scott is, I'm a big fan of Mike McCarthy, and I've said on on various shows here at Blogging the Boys, I've written about it on site, I've tweeted about it, you know, I've I've you know pestered my wife about it. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike McCarthy, and typically when the Cowboys have had success this season, it's Kellen Moore's a genius, Dan Quinn's great, Dak Prescott's awesome, and they all deserve their fair amounts of credit. But when the Cowboys are bad, like they were against the Denver Broncos two weeks ago, like they were tonight against the Kansas City Chiefs, it's Mike McCarthy sucks, you know. And I think if, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to celebrate all these people, if we're going to throw roses at different people's feet, we're going to throw all these bouquets at them. I mean, Kellen Moore was awful in this game. And, and look, to be frank, and I'll, I'll spoil it right now, Mike McCarthy is one of my losers because he has to be, you know, after a performance like this, where was the monkey butt coach? But I mean, this was maybe the worst game that Kellen Moore has called as the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys in his third season in this particular position now to be fair and and you you can you know you can say this all you want you can you can drop this excuse a number of different times anytime we talk about bad things that happen against Kansas City we can invariably say well Tyron Smith wasn't playing Amari Cooper wasn't playing CD Lamb only played the first half but the reality is you got to find a way to persevere you got to find a way to power through you got to find a way to beat the Chiefs no matter what and that did not happen Steve on Facebook says it's tough to win at Arrowhead even with a healthy team that's true but you know they're Look, again, this this is going to sound like a homer. This is going to sound, you know, like I'm I'm not acknowledging reality. I think the Cowboys are a better team. I, I think that what we saw today uh, from the Cowboys was far more of an outlier than what we've seen from them all season versus what we saw from the Chiefs tonight was kind of who they've been this whole season. Yes, they had the offensive resurgence last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. But, you know, last week as we got ready for this game as Cowboys fans, all we heard about was how the Chiefs offense was back and Mahomes was back and Tyreek Hill was back and Travis Kelsey was back. And yes, they had some nice moments, but this Chiefs team was not good. I mean, especially offensively, they scored at the very beginning of this game and then they got the Dak Prescott fumble. They started on the 22 yard line, the mighty Kansas City Chiefs offense and scored three points off of that. And so I just I don't I don't buy that. I think the Cowboys just were again, were more bad than the Kansas City Chiefs were. Uh, Vance Williams, think of the Super Chats is the big questions from this game. When does Tyron come back and should Micah never be taking off the ball? Uh, Micah Parsons is just I mean, that's that's the part I think, you know, if, if there's a if there's a positive to glean from this, if there is a noteworthy thing, if we're going to be excited about any single thing when it relates to the, or as it relates to the Dallas Cowboys after this loss in Kansas City, it's that Micah Parsons, if you didn't know it before, is a superstar. And you know, I I hate to you know I hate to pump this 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 stat up or, or this you know his stat line up. Uh, Micah Parsons, by the way, our star of the game here on our post game show. I don't know how you could have it be anybody else after this particular game. End of the game with four tackles, had a couple of sacks in there, obviously, but that sack near the end just doesn't count as much in my book. It's a garbage time sack. It's Michael Strahan sacking Brett Favre and breaking the record. Didn't didn't feel authentic. And and to be clear, you know, even if he hadn't had that sack, as far as technicalities are concerned Micah Parsons had an incredible game um but yeah Micah just let Micah do anything he wants ultimately is my point but to get back to the the first part of this comment uh from Vance Williams the big questions from this game the first one was when does Tyron come back 
and this is where I'm going to kind of go positive on you. But I want to get to our super chatters first because you are the priority around here. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to come back to Tyron, I promise. But Israel says, this game was terrible. Winning games like this proved to the team and their fans that they can win big games. The offense was terrible onto the Raiders. Again, I will definitely address this. Let's see here. I know we have one more super chat. David J, thank you, says, big losers are the entire offensive line. Dak didn't play well, but when you get sacked five times, it's kind of hard to get into a rhythm. Thank you very much, David J. And this, I think, does sum up what happened here in this game. The Cowboys offensive line was terrible. Dak Prescott was awful. Uh, we'll obviously, you know, get to our losers list, but nobody's going to want to hear this. And and I'm going to be very frank with you here because, look, we're all here to be honest. Matt Davis says, no, I'm pissed. And you're going to be pissed, all right? But the Cowboys were clearly comfortable losing this game. And and that I don't mean that the way it sounds, but this, this was kind of like Minnesota, right? I mean, all week long, Tyron Smith was questionable on the injury report. It kind of seemed all the talk coming out of the star was that Tyron Smith was going to make his return in this game for the Cowboys. And that obviously had a lot of us feeling better. And, you know, maybe this Cowboys offensive line still gets overwhelmed generally by Kansas City if Tyron Smith plays, but they're obviously a lot better. This is obviously a little bit of a different game if Tyron Smith does play. But just like when the Cowboys went to Minnesota, they were clearly comfortable losing that game. Again, that's a, a hard thing for some people to process and to understand. But, you know, they they clearly were fine with it. They, they didn't. Look, we said forever, uh, as my phone continues to, uh, to blow up here with uh, all sorts of alerts and tweets and whatnot, making sure nothing, you know, terrible is happening on the Twitter timeline. But the, the Cowboys, you know, they didn't play Tyron Smith, right? And we have said forever, if you're going to lose games, Johnny Boy RN says losing should never be comfortable. Nobody's comfortable. But, you know, again, they were they didn't play Tyron Smith. If if they if you know, I had a tweet uh as this game was coming to a close that said, you know, if the Cowboys can't win a game that feels like a playoff game, you know, I'm I'm gonna be concerned. I'm gonna be really worried. I, you know, th this felt like a playoff game. And Let's be honest with ourselves, people. This clearly did not feel like a playoff game to the Cowboys. If it did, if the Cowboys themselves approached this as, man, this is a playoff game. We got to have this. This is a playoff game. We absolutely got to have this win in Kansas City. If that was their mentality, their disposition going into today's game, they would have played Terrence Smith. You know what I mean? Like, they would have. He was questionable all week long. But the report came out very early Sunday morning, about 5 in the morning, that Tyron Smith would not be playing. And it's because the Cowboys have done enough to this point of the season. They've won enough games to where they've earned that benefit. They've earned that luxury that they can be kind of cute with this. And you can call it being cute because you're playing, you know, with fate a little bit here. And you look at it. I know some people are probably going to this week say, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They won. They're coming. They're nipping at the Cowboys heels. And I don't think that that's a real thing. But the Cowboys, you know, probably understood if we bring Tyron back against Kansas City, he has to play on Thursday against the Raiders. That's two games in five days versus if we bring Tyron back on Thursday against the Raiders on Thanksgiving, we can put him on a normal timeline. He can play on Thanksgiving. And then the Thursday after is the Cowboys visit New Orleans on Sunday night football. And again, the reality here, we say this all the time. If you are going to lose a game, nobody wants to lose. Nobody's comfortable losing. Let's be very clear about that. But you are probably going to lose games in the NFL, especially look at today, this year's NFL. Look at this season. This season is crazy in the NFL. If you're going to lose a game, you want to lose to the opposing conference we know that as far as tiebreakers are concerned the cowboys are clearly in the mix as far as the nfc playoff picture is concerned it will be frustrating if and when the tampa bay buccaneers win on monday night football and therefore surpass the cowboys and you know then the cowboys are the four seed on and on and on however the cowboys were again clearly comfortable risking this game to a certain degree the way they did minnesota and and you know i think a way of looking at it is the cowboys 
you know, the Cowboys have one of the biggest chip stacks at this table. And the Cowboys know the big blind is coming around to everybody. And the Cowboys are just waiting for everybody else to get blinded out of this game. And they're biding their time, as uh, D, uh, D, DEFCRX says here. Just got to get healthy and move on. And that's what the Cowboys are doing. They're playing the long game. This is, you know, if you want to use another proverbial analogy, this is the battle. And they are far more focused on the war. They they did not view this as a must-have game. I know that all of us did because we wanted to see the Cowboys go to Kansas City. We wanted to see the Cowboys beat Patrick Mahomes. We wanted to see the Cowboys knock off the two-time AFC Champions team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. We wanted to see that because we wanted, we wanted to feel vindicated like Dashboard Confessional and Spider-Man 2. I mean, we wanted to feel that to feel like this team is a Super Bowl contender. We wanted to feel like the Cowboys went to one of the top toughest places in the NFL and they came away with a win. They did it in the face of all this adversity. That's what would have made us feel good. And it would have made us feel good. Had the Cowboys won, we'd be sitting here, we'd be celebrating, we'd be popping bottles and going off and all that jazz. However, that's not what this was. This was not a must have game. This was not, look, I'll be honest with you. And I think you'll be honest with me too. This is not a Kansas City team that looked great, that looks like it can win the Super Bowl. And again, granted, this is a very weird season in the NFL. As Burmese Star notes here that the Texans beat the Titans like that happened earlier today. But this was not this must-have, oh my gosh, if we lose, the world is over game. Mike McCarthy has been around the NFL for a very long time, and he knows that it is a battle of attrition. And here's Jalen Peterson says here right now on Facebook, can't beat the good teams. Is this a good team? Like, like do we do we feel that way? Do we feel like the Cowboys just lost to a good team because they didn't this is not you know the, you know these are not your older brothers chiefs or your older sisters chiefs these even these even are this isn't even our Kansas City Chiefs that, that we have come to know over the last couple of years the Cowboys have you know understood that they have an ability to kind of you know play play around a little bit here and you can call that arrogant you can call that a weird strategy but it is clearly not you know something that they felt like they had to have today if they had Tyron Smith would have played and I think that that is you know all the evidence that we need about this um, Matt Davis says Casey is a good team with excellent coaching I don't think they're a good team this this team you know went five straight possessions without scoring against the defense that we're all about to bag on right this team you know was was not good Let's see here. Valentino uh, Urbina in all caps says this was a bad loss and only showing us what's to happen when we face another good team. I, I still don't believe this is a good team. I don't think this was crazy for the Cowboys. Now, Randy, I knew it was going to upset some people, says, LOL, this was not a must-have game. Guess he doesn't realize how you obtain the number one seed in the playoffs. Here's the thing. Would I love the number one seed in the playoffs? Absolutely. We all, no, no one here, whether you're watching live or you're listening or watching after the fact, nobody is going to sit here and say, I would prefer the three seed over the one seed. Nobody is going to say that. Nobody's, nobody believes this. We can get out ahead of this. We can, you know, destroy this take. Nobody believes this. Okay. However, would you rather have the three seed with Tyron Smith or would you rather have the two seed without Tyron Smith? Because that's what this is about. Would you rather lose to Kansas City on Sunday, November 21st, the Sunday before Thanksgiving? Or would you rather have Tyron Smith available at better health, at a better stage of health in the wild card round against the Rams if you have to play them? There's, there's nothing, you know, we can sit here and we can debate preferences and we can debate what we like and what we don't like and what's better and what's worse. But this is clearly about the long game. Now, Israel says the fact that you don't believe the Chiefs are a good team is very disappointing. What evidence is there today that the Chiefs were a good team? I mean, what th this Chiefs team did not even beat the Cowboys the way that the Broncos did. That, that and I don't think the Chiefs are worse than the Broncos, but this was not a great performance 
from the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. That's not, you know, they beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys had a poor performance. The Cowboys got beaten up on offense. The Cowboys offensive line couldn't do anything. But, I mean, it is what it is. I see we have some uh, some Chiefs fans in the stream. So, um, you know, hey, what's up, guys? You won. Congratulations. Enjoy the bye week uh, atop the AFC West. If there's a real fraud around here, it's the Los Angeles Chargers for, uh, you know, not being able to hold on to the AFC West. But shout out to the Chiefs fans who have found their way over to blogging the boys uh, tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chris Lopez says D-Law better come back as a superstar. Parsons is doing more than D-Law has done in three seasons. We don't have to get carried away here. Look. This, we don't have to step on Demarcus Lawrence to elevate Micah Parsons. Why can the take not be, I cannot wait to see Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. I cannot wait to see Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong. Why do we have to act like Demarcus Lawrence is this terrible player? He's not. This this take, this idea that Demarcus Lawrence uh, is not good is uh, is really incorrect. And so, you know, but you can only control what you can control. So, um, hey, it is what it is. Doug Sauter says they held the top offense to no touchdowns. They did. The Kansas City Chiefs defense was impressive today. The Cowboys offense was awful. They had no touchdowns. They were, you know, the number one offense in the NFL, as we were reminded a million times, obviously, in the lead up to this game. And they were flat. They were flat without Tyron Smith. They were flat without Amari Cooper. They were more flat in the second half without CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it's embarrassing. And that's what I'm saying. Nobody is sitting here and saying this was an awesome performance from the Cowboys. They played bad. They played worse. Then the Chiefs, they were awful. And a lot of that credit goes to the Chiefs for the Chiefs fans who are here. What's up again? But this was a Cowboys team who, again, I don't want to say the Cowboys waved the white flag here, but they clearly did not feel like this was a must-have game. If they felt that way, they would have played Tyron Smith. Jeff Subia says Chiefs are average. I agree. Totally agree. Chiefs are average. I mean, congratulations, Um to them for getting this win, though, they beat the Cowboys. They have every right to talk, just like the Denver Broncos did a couple of weeks ago. Eli Perkins, uh, thank you for the Super Chats. Is what area do you think needs the most improvement? This is a little bit of a cop-out, but I would say health, right? I mean, this Cowboys team in general needs their healthy, you know, needs to get healthy. They need Tyron Smith. They need Amari Cooper. They need CeeDee Lamb. We'll see what the situation is still monitoring what's happening, um, you know, as uh, as everybody gets ready to speak to the media after the loss at Arrowhead. But they need to get healthy. They need Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, you can make an argument that I look. I'm not trying to do this because I just defended Demarcus Lawrence, but you can make an argument that they don't need the defensive players that they're not, you know, using right now. You know, Demarcus Lawrence isn't there. Neville Gallimore isn't there. Brent Urban isn't there. And in spite of that, this Cowboys defense at one point in this game held the Chiefs to five straight possessions where they didn't score a single point. This Chiefs team that all these fans who are in this stream here are telling me is awesome and super and great and perfect and is going to go back to the Super Bowl. They went five straight possessions against an entirely second string defensive line for the Dallas Cowboys and put up nothing at home with this mighty arrowhead crowd that all these people in the comments are talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a this was an average Chiefs performance, and it was enough, which says a lot about how the Cowboys played, um, you know, which is what it is. Uh, so, hey, uh, Astro Joe Garcia says, it was a predictable loss. It would have been a great win. Fact, Dak led the Cowboys, or Dak led Cowboys have a losing record against winning teams. It was predictable to a certain degree. I think a lot of people thought they're going to lose this game. A lot of people in their heart of hearts kind of thought about that, but still wanted to, you know, kind of to themselves pretend that maybe the Cowboys are going to find a way. And it would have gone a long way. It would have done a lot for the narrative, um, you know, of this whole season, obviously. But the reality is, and nobody wants to hear this. I know because you're all pissed off and you all just want to be mad. You want to, you know, point your frustration somewhere. And that's what we're here to do is to commiserate together. But the reality here is if 
a week and what time is it now? A week and 10 hours ago. If a week and 10 hours ago, I told you, you can only have one of these games. And I would like if you are with us in the live stream to answer this question. So if you're with us on YouTube or Facebook, if you're watching or listening after the fact, you can answer in your own time. If I had told you prior to the Falcons game, you can only have one of these games as a Cowboys fan. Your team can only beat one of these two teams. Who would you want to beat? The Falcons or the Chiefs? Who would you want to beat? If you could, if you could have guaranteed prior to last Sunday that you could only have one of these two games, which one would you have wanted? Because a lot of people are going to say, I would have wanted the Chiefs game. I would have wanted to have wanted Arrowhead. I would have wanted to have had everybody talking about us going into you know Thanksgiving week. I would have wanted all that stuff. Kenneth Cook says Kansas City. John Suter says Chiefs. But the answer, people, as Donnie King notes here in the stream, is the Falcons because they're an NFC team. We are, are all obviously focusing on the playoff picture. We're focusing on tiebreakers. We're focusing on things that matter in that context. And in that context, as much as we would like to have beaten the Chiefs and have felt great about ourselves right now and felt like we went to Arrowhead and slayed the Dragon, even though they were super average, it is in no way as meaningful as the win over the Atlanta Falcons. If I told you right now that you could have one win against the Raiders or against the Saints, which one would you prefer? A lot of people are going to say, you know what? I want the Raiders win. I want to bounce back. I want to beat the crap out of the Raiders. I want to win on Thanksgiving. I want the whole world talking about my team. But the reality is that the win over the New Orleans Saints means so much more for tie-breaking purposes. Think about the two losses that we're going to focus on a lot today. Obviously, you know, as the week unfolds, the Cowboys lost to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers lost to the Minnesota Vikings. We would a thousand times out of a thousand times prefer to be the Cowboys losing to an AFC team than the Packers. I mean, losing to a division rival doesn't, you know, impact the Cowboys for the Packers' sake, but that is an NFC loss for the Packers. That hurts them far worse than this particular loss hurts the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys have three losses this season. Two of them come to the AFC. If you could if you could dream up losses of a season, you're going to lose games. You would want them to come to the opposing conference. Um, F kit crunch comes in and says, if the chiefs are so good, then why didn't they win by more? It's a good question. F kit crunch. We got all these chiefs fans in the stream. Uh, we hope all of you have a very happy Thanksgiving if you're with us. Uh, but this mighty Kansas city chiefs team beat a Cowboys team that was trash by 10 points, but they are mighty. Uh, so, you know, it is, uh, it is what it is. Um, let's see here. Let's uh, get back to your comments. Uh, John Suter says, I want them to be better teams, not just the, whoa, family show, John, family show. Look, that's fine that you can want that, but we're trying to get to the postseason. We're trying to get to the postseason with as much tiebreakers as possible. We're trying to set our, ourselves up for the highest level of success when the tournament starts. That's what we want. That's what today was about. The Cowboys, to a certain degree, risked today's game in the name of the bigger picture. And right now, it sucks. Right now, we're upset. Right now, we're pissed off because they lost. They embarrassed us. We all have to have Thanksgiving dinner with our families and friends, and they're going to make fun of us because the Cowboys lost. They're going to send you all these text messages. It's going to be frustrating. So um, it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin says, our offense scored nine points because of how the Kansas City defense played. Totally. I mean, the Kansas City defense was awesome, you know, in, in this game. I don't I don't see how, you know, you come away from this and you're not impressed uh, by, uh, you know, what the Kansas City Chiefs defense in. Super Weasel, uh, let's see here. I, I like this name, Super Weasel Jr., actually. So who is Super Weasel Sr.? Says, you claim to be a Cowboys supporter and you call your own team trash. Wow, no credibility whatsoever. Here's the thing, Super Weasel. The Dallas Cowboys were trash today. I mean, I love the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys, you know, a lot. I love the Cowboys more than most things in this world. 
but they were trash today. And if you are not willing to call them trash today, then I don't think you really love the Cowboys. I think you love winning, and that's fine. But I don't think you really love the Cowboys if you're not willing to say that they were trash because they were trash. We'll say it again. They were trash today. This was awful. This was an embarrassing performance from the Cowboys offense. I mean, we all knew what, what the circumstances were and they were difficult, but we knew that this, you know, they had their chance despite how bad they were. Again, Kansas City went five straight possessions without scoring a single point. And in that same stretch of time, the Dallas Cowboys only managed to squeak out three points. I mean, they were trash. It's okay. Like it's the, the little, uh, the spork in Toy Story 3. They were trash. We still love them. But because we love them, we can say it honestly that they were trash. Uh, Lonnie joins us on the Super Chats. Is joining late, but Coop out two days before game day. We sacrificed holding for sacks and three key players starting on defense. This hurts, but we're okay. I agree. It hurts, but it's going to be okay. This is not as, as troubling of a loss as the Broncos game. And that's nobody wants to hear that right now. And because it's two losses in three weeks, now the tension is heating up. The water's getting hotter, et cetera, et cetera. But this was not as troubling of a loss. This was, look, they were on the road. They were against a team that has had some success, some success and a team that on this particular day dominated them. They dominated their offense. And again, the offense, we've said it a thousand times, without Tyron Smith, without Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb only played the first half. They dominated them, and the Cowboys have to own up to that. But they risked this just like they risked the game in Minnesota. They won that game, and so they looked like geniuses. But, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose when that happens. Uh, I actually see we have an enormous amount of Chiefs fans here in our stream, so we appreciate uh, those of you who have uh, decided to enjoy our post-game content as opposed to your own teams, uh, given that it was such an impressive performance that you frolicked over to the Cowboys side of things uh, because you were that pleased with the Kansas City performance. Uh, Matthew uh, Ruffin, thank you for the super chat. Burmy Star says, I just stepped outside and can confirm the sky is actually not falling. Thank you, uh, our resident meteorologist, Burmy Star, here on uh, the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Uh, let's see here. Mark says, dude, you can't talk about playoffs yet. I mean, we will likely be without Coop and Lamb on Thanksgiving. Who knows when Lawrence and Gregory and Gallimore come back? SMH. Here's the thing, Mark. The Dallas Cowboys are going to play on Thanksgiving Day against the Las Vegas Raiders. They might lose. That's the way this whole thing goes. And that's the way this whole thing works. And if they lose, they will still be going to the playoffs because Amari Cooper is not eligible. As we all know, we all know what happened on Friday. He is not eligible to return to the team until at the very earliest, the new Orleans saints game. Maybe CD lamb misses on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Maybe DeMarcus Lawrence is still out. Maybe, maybe, maybe we play this game with all these players, right? But let's say the Thursday after Thanksgiving, some of these guys come back. I won't even say all of them say they win that game. Okay, great. Now, they're cooking with gas right now. They're getting ready for their NFC East games. The Cowboys look, we all know. And I know you're going to be all look, the NFC East won today. The, the, we all know that the Philadelphia Eagles are a horrible team, right? We all know that don't allow today's result to sway what we have learned over the course of the last few months. The Philadelphia Eagles are a terrible football team. And yet they hung 40 points on the same new Orleans saints team that the Cowboys are going to get to play in less than two weeks time. And after that, the Cowboys get to play the Washington football team twice in three weeks. They get to play Daniel Jones and the terrible New York giants. And then they get to play the Arizona Cardinals. That'll be stressful. Obviously Cardinals got a nice win today. Um, and then they finish up with the Philadelphia Eagles team. That is bad as we've noted. So there's no need to freak out. Now, Isaac little says this team is so much better than this. I hope we learn from it. I can't take another Thanksgiving loss. It's always tough, again, when you're with your family and they all want to talk and you're wearing your jersey and, you know, it's tough scene, tough look. I get it. 
And this team is better than this, but they were weakened today. And that's not an excuse because they were awful. They were trash, as we have established offensively, uh, which kind of leads us to, to the winners and losers. Let's go ahead uh, and get to our winners and losers. We will start with our losers. Uh, we've already established that Micah Parsons is a winner, so I don't think we have to rehash that. He was awesome. He was fantastic. He, he almost single-handedly wheeled the Cowboys back into this game. In fact, he did, um, and then they did nothing with it. So, you know, kudos to Micah Parsons for, for being involved. Uh, but opposite of kudos, demerits uh, to the rest of the Cowboys, especially the Cowboys offensively that couldn't do anything. Loser, Mike McCarthy. You know, if you're this flat, you got to you gotta blame it, you know, on the head coach. And, and this is tough. And, and even if you believe what I'm saying, that the Cowboys kind of, you know, didn't prioritize this game as much, were willing to lose this game, worst case scenario, on and on and on, you can't look this flat. You can't not score a touchdown. You can't be the best offense in the NFL and then just get shut down, even when you're without Tyrant Smith. Because we saw the Cowboys without Tyrant Smith last week were fine, right? And I know it was the Falcons, and so there's obviously a big shocker here, a difference between the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs, but you can't get shut out offensively. You can't. It's it's embarrassing. I know you kick some field goals, but, you know, you can't get shut out offensively. Um you know, we'll hear about something else, uh, you know, monkey bud and whatnot or whatever. Uh, this was a bad game for Mike McCarthy. And while he is on the loser list, I think a bigger loser um, is Kellen Moore. And and again, look, everyone, I mean, you've seen the take, you've heard the take, you've maybe you've offered the take, you know what Jerry Jones needs to do at the end of this season. He needs to fire Mike McCarthy and promote Kellen Moore to head coach. Kellen Moore is the future head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore, Phil, I see you talk about Dak. We'll get to Dak after Kellen. I promise he made the loser list. Kellen Moore, everyone wants to crown him and say, and look, I love Kellen Moore, all right? But maybe he's not ready to be a head coach. Maybe he's not a perfect offensive coordinator. Maybe he's still early in his coaching career. This is Kellen Moore's fourth season as a coach at, like, at all period like professionally you know like he's not even you know like long enough into his stint with the team to buy stock as far as like most jobs and corporations go kellen moore is still you know learning now lizard king appreciate you and uh enjoyed your cameo in the new spider-man trailer uh says not the coach's fault execution was a bust yeah there's here's the thing lizard king there are a lot of losers in this game. The coaches are losers and the players are losers. There can be multiple losers, uh, just like in the Spider-Man trailer that you were in, multiple universes cascading into one another. Um, I, I think the coaches were losers. I think Kellen Moore was awful. I mean, Lizard King says calls were good in uh, IMO. Um, okay, appreciate it. Uh, but no, Kellen Moore um, is just some moments are too big. Kellen, Steve Spagnolo owned Kellen Moore and here's the thing we're all sensitive to this as Dallas Cowboys fans if you've been around long enough the name Steve Spagnolo hurts and it triggers you but Steve Spagnolo just had his way with Kellen Moore and yes for the nine millionth time in this conversation Kellen Moore was dealing without Terrence Smith was dealing without Amari Cooper an unexpected absence was dealing without CeeDee Lamb in the second half so what you want to be this head coach that everybody's willing to make a head coach you want to go coach whoever's going to be available next year you got to be better than that Kellen Moore you can't put up a goose egg in this particular game Kellen what an awful day I mean no the offensive line being bad is not enough of an excuse you have to place a fair amount of blame at the feet of Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore at Dak Prescott and on and on and on all the way down the line so Kellen Moore um, tough. Uh, Mark says Moore got arrogant, though he was the whiz kid, but old coach Spags outcoached him, played the better chess game. Agreed. Totally agreed. 
Uh, Kellen Moore was really, really, really bad. Johnny Boy RN says, why did we stop running the ball? Because the Chiefs were dominating. I mean, the Chiefs were dominating at the line of scrimmage. Chris Jones had like 10,000 sacks. I mean, you know, that's why it's tough to run the ball. And you can make an argument that maybe Kellen Moore should have been a little bit more devoted to that, but he wasn't. Um, and so it is. Uh, Dan says, I agree. Kellen had a really bad day today. He tried to be too complex. Here's the thing. Don't, you don't always have to be cute. You know, sometimes just play the hits. You know, sometimes we like to hear, you know, people go out, they want to hear the top 40s. You know what I mean? Somebody I used to know. We want to hear, uh, you know, I don't know. I can't think of another song in the moment. But somebody I used to know bangs when you're out somewhere. It's a nice sort of throwback jam uh, at this point. Odessa says Kellen Moore is still learning. Agreed. Uh, Matt Davis uh, segues us out of the Kellen Moore discussion, says, I only have one true loser, and it is Dak Prescott. Now, Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I like to think I'm, you know, I, I tweet some good things. But, you know, every now and then I tweet some bad things and I tweet some incorrect things. I tweeted prior to this game. I said, you know what? Dak Prescott has a level of trust for me that I don't care who's out. I don't care that Tyron's out. I don't care that Amari's out. Dak Prescott's going to find a way to get it done. Cowboys win. Dak, let's go. Something like that. I don't remember exactly how I tweeted it, but that was the general message of the tweet. Guess what? Loser, RJ. Loser me for that take. Loser, Dak Prescott. This was rough. Um, look, a, a lot of us have been team Dak for a long time uh, from the beginning. Uh, but this was rough. This was a rough game for Dak Prescott. And that's okay. You can admit that, and it doesn't make you less of a Dak Prescott fan. You can admit that Dak Prescott had a horrible game. You can admit that Dak Prescott has had two horrible games in a three-game stretch, and that the game in between that was awesome. You can admit, you can say that Dak Prescott was bad in Kansas City and still believe he is awesome. Those are that that is an allowed thing. Uh, Phil says awful performance by four today. Yeah, I mean. Burmese Star says, I died on the Trust Deck Hill today, too. Thanks. I uh, appreciate it. Our bodies are spread out together here. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough uh, to um, to defend anything that Dak did. Now, I you know, Odessa offers this. Dak had no protection, and that's true. 
Um, but you know, when you play the game of you got the contract, you're the leader, you're supposed to be the main guy, you're supposed to find a way, you know, you're the guy that we're all hyping up, he's MVP, etc. When you're that guy, you got to find a way. That's just the reality of it, right? Like, you know, you can say it's fair, you can say it's unfair, but that's the reality. That's the game. That's that's those are the rules. We don't make the rules, but those are the rules. And so, you know, it was tough. I mean, offensive line didn't really give Dak much today, you know, felt like every play he was running for his life to a certain degree, but you got to find a way you got to, and, and that's on deck. That's on Kellen. That's on Mike McCarthy. That's on, you know, all of the decision-making process, but a part of it is on deck and that's okay. Uh, Corey says, uh, Carrie, excuse me, says Dak doesn't do well. If the O-line is weak, I would challenge you to find a quarterback who does do well, but today it was Dak Prescott and he did not do well. And so he is certainly on the loser list and that's okay. Fermi star offers. He had no protection. He was also inaccurate today. Lots of passes behind people, low, all over the place, high. The very first pass of the game went to Michael Gallup, just high. Just never really, never really clicked, you know, and that's tough. Sometimes that happens. Um, now, Chris Mosley says, I call BS on the Dak trashing. He's got to have protection to throw the ball. True, he does. But he was also bad. I mean, the times that he had time weren't all great. And that's, um, yeah, it's okay. Um, James says, my fellow Cowboys fans are panicking. It's a tough time right now, James. We are the true meme in the burning room right now. We're trying to SpongeBob blow it out, and it's tough right now, uh, especially with two losses in three weeks. But as I take a sip from my Diet Coke, I feel like uh, Kevin McAllister's cousin in uh, Home Alone. I think that was Pepsi, though. Uh, Mitchell Green says, Noah Brown, loser, two terrible drops. I agree. Um, I don't have Noah Brown on the loser list because I think he could throw all the wide receivers in there. I, th I think the only, only pass catcher that showed up um, – was maybe Dalton Schultz, right? But, you know, Cedric Wilson had drops. And to be clear, you know, we're now turning, you know, our our focus or our responsibility placing to Noah Brown and to Cedric Wilson. And that's, you know, that's never going to work, right? Like if that's your plan, you know, your plan is not great. Um, so it's tough to depend on the likes of Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson, but that was just kind of, um, you know, kind of the day. Uh, Phil says, better be careful on Thursday, no 88 and no 19. Um, let's see here. I, um, I'm looking, I'm looking. I still don't see anything. If you have seen something that has already ruled CD lamb out of the Thanksgiving day game, um, please let me know. I do see a tweet here from friend of the show. John Mishota covers the Cowboys for the athletic that Dak Prescott said CD is fine and said he would be okay. So if you see something, um, something more, please do let us know. This is a live show. You know, sometimes, you know, things happen live. Um, now Nadal says chiefs are still one of the three best teams. Give them credit. No, I'm not going to give them credit. I don't think they're one of the three best teams at all. I don't think the chiefs are one of the best five teams in the NFL. I think that, you know, I mean, if I'm looking at, you know, looking at the, I have a little helmet collection here. I'd put the Cardinals above the chiefs. I would put, uh, the bucks above the chiefs. I would put the Cowboys above the chiefs. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but I think the Cowboys are a better team, but the chiefs just had their way with them. Chiefs beat the crap out of the Cowboys. They deserve to be able to talk after that. I still think the Titans are a better team than the Chiefs. I think the Ravens are a better team than the Chiefs. I think, you know, Bills is tough. Bills Bills are a tough team to depend on or, or to talk about right now. Maybe the Chiefs are the fifth best team if you don't believe in the Rams. But I would probably put the Rams up there. So, no, I'm not going to give them credit. I give them credit for beating the Cowboys and for demolishing the makeshift Cowboys offensive line. Um, oh, Burmy Star says Packers. I put the Packers up there, even though they lost. I mean, this... This Chiefs team, this mighty Chiefs team that has experienced this resurgence, again, has a four-game winning streak over the New York Giants, which they barely eked out 
over the Aaron Rodgers list, Green Bay Packers. They did have their way with the Raiders, although obviously Vegas is dealing with a lot of stuff this season, to say the least. And then a Tyron-less, a Mario-less Dallas Cowboys team. The Chiefs have drawn two teams in the wake of losing superstars to COVID this season in the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not saying they're a Mickey Mouse team or anything, but forgive me for not falling in love with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, at this particular juncture. But I guarantee you the uh, national media certainly will. Um, anyway, Gmin7 says Giants defense is turning the corner. Appreciate the optimism. We're, we're rooting for you, Gmin7. We're rooting for the Giants tomorrow in case that was, uh, you know, uh, not known at this point in time. Uh, let's see. And Todd says, uh, let's, Oh, Todd is a chiefs fan. Let's just face it as well. Chris bones. Joan is a beast dude for real. I mean, if there was a superstar on the chiefs today, it was Chris Jones. Chris Jones had his way with this Cowboys offensive line. And that's not something that, you know, Chris Jones just picked on Terrence Steele or Connor McGovern. Chris Jones was dominating Zach Martin at the end of this game. Give all credit in the world to Chris Jones. He was a baller. He is a unreal deserving of the contract, except Chris Jones was the best player on the Kansas City Chiefs today. Give him his due. Give him his credit. If this was, you know, blogging the Chiefs, uh, you know, he'd be our star of the game, but obviously it's not. So it is what it is. MG says the Chiefs shut Dallas out. Yes. Gravity is 9.81 meters per second squared. If we want to state a lot of facts uh, throughout this show, but let's keep going. Uh, MG also says fire Dak and start Danucci. I love that. Um, let's see here. Randy Combs says, you do realize that you are trash. This, this post game shows off the rails. People, uh, says you do realize that you were trash in Kansas city yet. They have one less loss in the Cowboys. They're coming hard and we have lost two of their last three. Yes. I realize this again. Do you realize who they have played over their last four games? You know, when the Cowboys run through their NFC, the Cowboys have four, four of their final five games are against the NFC East. When they run through that, they will pile up these wins as well. If the Cowboys had played the New York Giants recently, they would have a win. If they had played the Aaron Rodgers list uh, Green Bay Packers team, they would have that win as well. We'll see what happens against the Raiders, obviously, on Thanksgiving. But the Chiefs have had, you know, had a nice run. And they've done what they had to do. Give them credit for that. But I just don't necessarily believe that they're amazing. Uh, Ethan says, so are we contenders or not? Yes, Ethan, to answer your all-caps comment, let's get – uh, on with our losers list. We've already mentioned Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott. I don't think that this is a shock, um, but I will say this, and I'll be honest, I was lazy. I threw it all under one umbrella. Instead of listing each and every one of them out, the offensive line. Whoa, gross, terrible. And I will also add as a kind of secondary loser, uh, also reading um, more tweets here, um, Zeke Elliott spoke right now and said that he hurt his knee earlier in the game. We obviously saw this. Um, said it's the same injury he's been dealing with, just the same knee, the same injury I've been dealing with. It's feeling better, but I rolled up on it and kind of hurt it. Overall, it's definitely getting better. So no you know, reason to freak out or anything like this. But um, the offensive line, whoa, awful, terrible. And um, like I was saying, um, the broadcast was not great. I did not think this was a great broadcast. I think Buck, Troy, Aaron, you know, Tom Rinaldi, I think they're awesome. This was a bad broadcast. At one point in this broadcast, uh, Fox noted that the Dallas Cowboys had the best offensive line in the NFL. Here's the thing. I love the Dallas Cowboys. You love the Dallas Cowboys. If, uh, you know, we all took some truth serum, I don't know that any of us is saying we think the Cowboys offensive line is the best in the NFL. Certainly not the version that they trotted out today. Um, 
Now, obviously, you know, they were without Tyron Smith. They started Connor McGovern for the first time at left guard. So this even not best offensive line in the NFL uh, was was a different version of themselves today. But, um, man, um, this was bad. I mean, you know, and, and look, we got to place the proper amount of blame at the feet of Dak Prescott. Um but, you know, we can acknowledge, again, there's a lot of losers here. Um, this offensive line was awful. There was, Lyle Collins had a false start that killed the drive. You know, Terrence Steele obviously was not great. And, and you know, we, we fall into this rhythm with Terrence Steele where we, we bash him because he isn't Tyron Smith. Terrence Steele, for, for what he is, he's a second-year undrafted free agent, has already met the bare minimum of value. And so um, we obviously want him to play better, right? That goes without saying, but he was not good. Connor McGovern did not have a great game. It will be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle that. Do they go back to Connor Williams? Are they willing to play around with it and toy around with it? Or do they just stick uh, with uh, with Connor, you know, Connor McGovern from this point on? Tyler Biotish, you know, has had a nice little run, but had a rough game. Again, we mentioned Chris Jones was obviously fantastic. Zach Martin even, you know, even got beat up to a certain degree in this game. Just, you know, you could make an argument that this was maybe the worst game that every member of the offensive line played for the Dallas Cowboys this season. Uh, as Tim Lowe says, they got bullied. They did. You know, if, if you watch the sounds from the sideline videos that the fantastic team at DallasCowboys.com puts together every week, last week, Zeke Elliott, after one of his touchdowns against the Falcons, he could be heard on the sideline saying they're soft. Today they were soft. Today the Cowboys offensive line was, was soft. Uh, MG says, stop blaming Terrence Steele. Dak stinks. Here's the thing, MG. You can blame both. It's okay. You can blame both. Um, let's see here. Uh, Joe says, uh, how much can you learn from getting your butt kicked in three weeks? I mean, I think you can learn that you're, you're not infallible. Um, you're not impervious. You have flaws. Um, but you can also learn things like, Hey, when Tyron Smith isn't there, that sucks. So we need to make sure that he is available. Uh, so, you know, we have to, we have to prioritize this. Now, speaking of Nate with the super chat says, RJ, are you tired of this injury dance? With Tyron Smith. Now, I wrote the story this morning at blogontheboys.com about how Tyron Smith was out. We got a lot of comments uh, that were some degree of this point, Nate, and I'm not, I'm not putting this on you, but this is your comment. Um, some version of, you know, we got to draft Tyron's replacement. Yes, that's true. Rashawn Slater was there. I don't think anybody wishes they had Rashawn Slater right now instead of Micah Parsons. Obviously, you know, you've got to have another tackle. Obviously, you cannot count on Tyron Smith to play a full season. I don't know if anybody knows this or not. I mean, some, sometimes I say this on different places and it's kind of a shock to people. We we are deep into Dak Prescott's career. He has never, not once, played an entire season with Tyron Smith. That's never happened. The last full season that Tyron Smith played was 2015. And so while I am frustrated that he's not available, I much prefer this reality to the alternative right now, right? You know, I, I'm not willing to throw away Tyron Smith. I'm not willing to say he doesn't offer anything. It's frustrating and it, it traps you, right? Like there's no question about this, that when he is hurt and that is a win proposition at an if one, when he is hurt, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be susceptible. They have now lost two of the three games that they have played without him. Now to be very clear here, because we're, we're having this conversation about Tyron Smith, I don't think, and I don't think any of you think that the Cowboys beat Kansas City with Tyron Smith starting a left tackle. That doesn't happen. All right, let, let's be clear. Maybe it's less embarrassing, right? Maybe there's one less, you know, bad moment for Dak Prescott, but they don't win this game if Tyron Smith is there. He doesn't make the difference. And so while I am tired of it, um, I still prefer this to the alternative. I'm not ready to move on from Tyron. It's frustrating. 
And I know I've already kind of gone on a diatribe this show about how the Cowboys are prioritizing having Tyron Smith available. And if that's what's happening, that presents a difficult reality, right? Because you're going to have to play some games without him. You're going to have to be creative. That's frustrating, but it's hard to find all world left tackles that are available week in and week out. Um, And so it's tough. Uh, Francisco uh, says too many changes on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean... It's tough. What can you do? It's tough. Uh, Mike says uh, it looked like 15 people were on defense for Kansas City. Mike, I would challenge you. I would say it looked like there were 5,000 people on defense for Kansas City. Um, let's see here. Death Machine USA says, here come the excuses from Dallas Cowboys fans. Death Machine. The Dallas Cowboys, in case you missed us earlier in the stream, were trash on Sunday. They are still a very good football team. So we'll see what ultimately happens to them across the uh, winding down part of the regular season. Um, Drew says, we have a good team, not a great one. Here's the thing, Drew, to your point. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys, without so many important players, are still a good team proves that when they have, at least theoretically, all these players back, that they will be a great team. You're not going to win every single game in the NFL. It's going to be harder even then to win when you are playing without your top players. Um, So it is what it is. Uh, John says, ref sucks, booth sucks, coaches suck, millionaire players not showing up. It's a real down comment. I agree that the refs suck. I will be stunned if Michael Gallup ever draws a penalty that works in favor of the Dallas Cowboys twice in this game, twice. I think you could have gotten easy pass interference calls uh, on Kansas city. And this isn't, you know, this isn't to say that the Cowboys lost the game because the Cowboys lost this game because they were terrible because Kansas city dominated them defensively. But I've just, I've never seen, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment right now. I've never seen a penalty really work out uh, that involved Michael Gallup. And you know, that just, uh, that sucks. Let's see here. Let's keep going though. More losers. This isn't a person uh, as much as it is kind of an idea loser. And I think a lot of you are going to agree with this responding to adversity. Good old RTA. You know, we can agree um, that uh, it's hard to win without Tyron Smith. We can agree that it's hard to win without Amari Cooper. We can agree that it's hard to win when CD lamb leaves the game at halftime. However, it's not impossible, right? That's that's what this comes down to. We're upset because it's not impossible. You you had adversity. And we've seen this Cowboys team, to be clear, while they are losers as far as responding to adversity is concerned against Kansas City, they have been winners in that capacity at different points this season, right? They beat Minnesota without Dak Prescott. They, you know, won a billion games without DeMarcus Lawrence. They won against the Chargers with, without DeMarcus Lawrence, without Randy Gregory. They beat the Falcons without DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. I know it's the Falcons. I know, I know, I know. But you can't just be this flat. You can't. It's um, it's tough. Now, Victor says, when you have start five starters out to injury and it's always going to be tough to win, it's not just one person. It's true. It's going to be tough. It's not impossible. And, you know, we all want the Dallas Cowboys to win every single game. Dan says you got to find a way to win these games. You do. It's not the end of the world. If you don't, it doesn't mean you're not a great team. It doesn't spell doom for your season. But in a perfect world, you would find a way to win these games. And we want to live in a perfect world. Um, and so, you know, it uh, it sucks. Let's see here. Ricky says, Dak clearly needs the confidence boost that would have came with the ball and marching down the field. Can't fault that decision, especially with how well the crowd showed up. I loved the decision last week when the Cowboys won the toss to take the ball, start with it, go score, et cetera. 
and it's easy to love it because it worked out right now this game heavily anticipated everybody was looking forward to it this was supposed to be the game of the year this was not the game of the year this game ultimately was kind of boring i mean if if we're being honest this game was boring um but the cowboys lost which makes it worse um that being said all the hype was was obviously high at the beginning cowboys win the toss take the ball go out three and out yikes gross kansas city scores okay let's settle we'll figure this out go out fumble yikes this is terrible um and you know it sucks it sucks and and so i'm i'm good if mike mccarthy doesn't ever want to take the ball to begin a game anymore how about just defer just defer um it is what it is now let's see here uh let's get back to your comments i think um russell uh i can't tell based off oh i thought that was a washington logo in your picture it says only three losses even though we've been plagued with injuries i ain't too worried this is kind of where i'm at russell and i kind of on the same page i get it if you are concerned you, sh- you should be concerned they lost they were they lost in humiliating fashion not as humiliating as it was against the denver broncos but they didn't score a single touchdown they're supposed to be the best offense in the nfl i don't care who's out as long as Dak Prescott's there, you have to score a touchdown. That's why McCarthy and Moore and Dak are all on the losers list today. However, they're still a good team. They're still a very good offense. They're still missing a lot of people. There's all this context that's necessary to kind of put together the whole piece of who this is. And then you factor in the randomness and weirdness that is the NFL this year where, you know, think, think about this. Like, we're all – everyone here is willing to say, yeah, the NFL is crazy this year. Look at the Titans. They lose to the Jets. They lose to the Texans. The Ravens lose to the Dolphins. The Bills uh, the Bills got whipped by the Colts today. Can't wait to see what Hard Knocks does with that. The Bills lost to the Jaguars, right? We can, we can do this all and on and on and on and on and on. We can talk about how all these good teams, teams we believe are good, lost to these stinkers, these clunkers. I know that I was not kind to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are not as bad as the Denver Broncos or the Jaguars or the Colts even. I mean, the Chiefs are still like an average team in the NFL. Cowboys didn't even lose to a bad team. They lost to an average team, and you're going to lose games. And again, if you lose them to the opposite conference, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, let's see here. Uh, looking for more um, uh, more information here. Um, Terrence Steele uh, on the Frank Clark strip sack. Uh, on the Cowboys' second drive, uh, noted that he pretty much couldn't hear and missed the snap if you wanted to feel better. Uh, so that sucks. But uh, let's see here. Caleb says, uh, Packers lost to a team we beat with our backup. LOL, we're fine. Be like Caleb, people. Look for the silver, silver lining. Uh, agreed. Mike says, anti-Cowboys fans will say we are chokers. Sick of it. Mike, it's America's team. It's a big team. A lot of fans. You know, you're going to have some some unique takes, some unique opinions. We'll just call them that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Valentino says, RJ, get real. Okay, I like this uh, this setup, this template, because if I'm going to be honest with you, we're kind of done with winners and losers. There weren't a lot. You know, it was a tough game. Uh, I will say winner, J. Ron Curse. So we've got that. But I like this setup. Valentino, thank you for the segment inspiration. This is the get real segment. All right. What is your real thought, takeaway, opinion, take, whatever you want to call it? Give me something real that you feel about the Dallas Cowboys. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be a question. It can be a wonderment. It can be a point of amazement. It can be anything you want, but something that you feel that's real, R-E-A-L, in your gut of guts, in your chest, burning like you ate a bowl of chili at 10 p.m. in your throat, and it has to get out. Give me something that you feel is real in your corazon. Let's go. Uh, I like this one from Mont Bob. Refs suck. Agreed. Russell Parsons, definitely a winner. Uh Im Im in Im in Rina, excuse me, says I was at the game. It was super loud, damn loud. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Hope you get home safely. Hope you had a great time despite the result. 
Uh, F Kit Crunch. We are okay. I like this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jared Good. Uh, Jared Good. I like this. It says Better Days Are Ahead. Uh, great song by Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Better Days. Uh, Jose says Parsons. It's real. Totally agreed. Lots of you talking about uh, Parsons. Um, everybody's really chanting uh, Parsons. Um, Drew says we are an average team without Tyrant Smith. Drew, I would amend this if I'm going to have to. If I'm agreeing, I would say we are closer to an average team without Tyron Smith. They were not an average team last week without Tyron Smith. Granted, that was the Falcons. Again, context matters. Um, but they're not necessarily an average team. But definitely, you know, their Achilles heel is exposed if uh, if Tyron Smith is out. So I agree that with that one. Uh, Anwar says we are going to be okay. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Move on. Um, ooh, this is a good one from Chad. These L's are building character. It's a battle of attrition, baby. It's a battle of attrition. It's a battle of attrition. That's that's what the NFL is. Now, do I want to lose games? No. Do you want to lose games? No. Is it going to happen? Yes. Are you frustrated that it's going to happen? Yes. Am I frustrated? Yes. Does us being frustrated about the fact that it's going to happen mean that we can somehow will into existence a world where it does not happen? No. They're going to lose games. Teams are going to lose games. Caleb says, disappointed in a loss, but this team still has potential. Dak is still a franchise quarterback, and we're still going to be playing late into the year. Round of applause, Caleb, with the comment of the show. Great job for you, Caleb. A million points to you, my friend. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Victor says, I love how the defense fought. That's real. This defense is good. I would couch this, Victor. I agree with you. Great performance by the Cowboys defense. Got a little bit lucky. Jaron Kirst did, who I said was a winner with the tip ball that he managed to hold on. Give him credit for that. Uh, but at one point in time, they did hold the Chiefs to five straight possessions with no points. And that's partly because the Cowboys defense is good, but it's also partly because the Kansas City Chiefs offense is just average. It does make us feel better that it happened against the Chiefs. And all these Chiefs fans that have been part of the show are going to say, our offense is great. And it has been great before. It's not great right now. But the Cowboys defense managed to, um, you know, have a lot of success against it. It's nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, IQ logic. You know, we're being real here. Hey says, I don't think we win a playoff game. I would disagree with that, uh, but we'll see. One of us is going to be right. So um, that's how it goes. Mark says they need to commit to the run. There are times. There are times. I'm not going to, you know, dismiss this in its entirety, but there are times where that makes sense. There are times where, hey, take what they give you. Um, Ian says, real thought, lots of starters back in the next two games. That's right. I mean, Cowboys are going to get healthy, right? They're, they're not healthy right now. And they've been not healthy this entire season. I don't know if you know this, friend. And I don't just mean you, Ian. I mean everybody. I don't know if you know this. We are now 10 games into this, right? We're 10 games in. And the Dallas Cowboys have not played one, not a one game with all intended starters available on offense and defense. And in spite of this fact, in spite of this real statement, they are 7-3. and three. That is encouraging. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dan says, I feel we're a good playoff team, probably not a Super Bowl winner. I would challenge you, Dan, and say, who like who? who is a team that right now, today, in this moment, you would say they're winning the Super Bowl? You can't. There's nobody. If you're not willing to put the Cowboys in that mix, you're not willing to put anybody in. Nobody. Not a one. Not a single team that you're willing to put in there that if you're not willing to put the Cowboys in there. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Super Weasel, uh, appreciate your optimism. Says, looking forward to the draft respect uh eddie says we are chokers till we earn the right not to be our own line unlike our dynasty years builds its rep against the mediocre teams but chokes every time against the best defenses um 
I mean, if we're going to sit here and compare the Cowboys to the 90s teams, I mean, obviously that's not going to be a conversation that works well for 2021. So I'll just leave that at that. Uh, Joe says the Cowboys are not better than the Cardinals, Packers, or Rams. I think they're definitely better than the Packers and Rams. Cardinals remains to be seen. I don't know that the Cardinals game is going to have the juice that we want it to near the end of the season, but obviously a lot of time to go before we get there. Uh, Marcelo says Chiefs suck as long as we stay in real respect. Um, Mont says they had no unity today. I would argue that on defense, they had a ton of unity. I mean, this Cowboys defense played really well. If you want to, you know, add some like football cliches played for each other. I mean, the Cowboys defense definitely played like a unit today. Uh, this is this is a tough one from Nico um, that we all have to, you know, and we'll we'll take answers here. Nico's point. Connor McGovern isn't ready. Uh, I see we have a super chat here. We'll come back to this Connor McGovern question because I like it. Uh, Eli says, if we are 100% healthy, we'd be a major problem. IMO, agree with you, Eli. Good news is the Cowboys are getting close to 100% health. Um, so that is nice to see. Uh, let's see here. I want to find this uh, Connor McGovern question one more time. Uh, here we go. Nico says, Connor McGovern isn't ready. I was going to ask for yes or no. It's a little bit more complicated. Who should start at left guard for the Cowboys? In your professional opinion, those of you, wherever you are, we got listeners and viewers all over the place, all over the big blue marble, McGovern or Williams. Those are the answers we're looking for here right now. Uh, I was going to like make up a phone line. We don't have a phone line. Uh, but uh, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams, who should start at left guard for the Dallas Cowboys? Moving forward, your thoughts, your answers on YouTube, on Facebook. If you're watching or listening late, just shout it out wherever you are. Just shout it out loud. Uh, let's see here. Kevin says, Williams, if Tyron isn't playing a great couch, and that was probably the mistake for the Cowboys, is that they threw Connor McGovern out there with Terrence Steele. Not exactly a fair fight. Lots of people saying Williams. In fact, uh, Donnie says McGovern, he needs reps. Donnie, what I would say to that is that, you know, this isn't the time to be kind of experimenting with reps. You know, that's that's what I would say uh, to that. But everybody, uh, except for Carl, Carl offers McGovern. Maybe you believe, maybe, and that's the thing, like, we can't just you know, like prefer one because one was bad. Connor Williams, there was a sour taste in people's mouth after last week's game, even though the Cowboys won. Connor Williams almost lost the game for the Cowboys in New England. Connor Williams is not infallible either. So let's just, you know, let's just put everything in its right proper box. Um, so, hey, it is what it is. Uh, FKit Crunch says, how or as long as you get into the playoffs, you have a chance. Your record doesn't matter. Totally true. Totally true. Just got to get in. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Austin, I haven't read this comment, so I'm reading it for the first time. Um, no, that is a me, me, not a cool comment, Austin. Not cool, man. It's family show. It's, I was trying to read it too fast. Uh, hey, family show, people. All right, we got kids listening in the car. All right, let's be cool. Um, Drew says, do you have any worries about Kellen Moore? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can be honest with yourself if you say no, you know, this was a bad game for Kellen Moore, right? This this was tough. I mean, so it's and do I think he's one of the worst offensive corners in the NFL? No. Um, do I think he's still learning and growing and developing? Absolutely. Do I think he's ready to be a head coach in the NFL? Obviously, it depends on the situation. But right now, if if you told me it's 2022, you can only have one to be your head coach, Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, it's gonna upset some of you. I would take Mike McCarthy. So that's just me. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, lots of trolls, a lot of trolls. I feel like that is a good sign. Appreciate you guys coming around and joining us. Uh, Mont says, uh, I agree with the defense being unified. I should have stated the offense had no unity. Uh, defense was good. Uh, yeah, tough, tough day for the Cowboys offense. Tough, tough day. 
Um, Johnny Boy RN says, uh, and if you're an RN, Johnny, thank you for uh, for your service for us. Uh, we really appreciate that. It says, in any given team on any given Sunday, but great teams tend to win the games they have to. I agree with this. And this this goes back to my point at the beginning of this. And I know that what I'm about to say is going to lose a lot of you because you're all going to say, we had to win this game. Here's the thing. I'm going to read Johnny's comment one more time before offering my thought. Johnny's comment. Any given sun, or any given team on any given Sunday, but great teams tend to win the games they have to. The Dallas Cowboys did not have to win this game. And that's that's the pill that nobody wants to swallow. They did not have to win this game. But the number one seed, I want to be the number one seed. I want the first round by. Me too, dude. Me too. I want it too. But that's not a have to thing. That's a want. All right. Ecuador man AOG says we had to win this game. No, we did not. Would it have been awesome? Yes. Would it have been cool? Absolutely. Would it have made me happy? Obviously. Would I have talked trash to my colleague Pete Sweeney, who is the me for our Kansas City Chiefs side at SB Nation? You can bet your bottom dollar. But in no universe, this one or any of the other Spider-Man ones, did the Cowboys have to win this game? We have to define what the word have to means. I guess that's two words. Have to means have to, means need to. Need to or it's the end. The season is over. Everything is terrible. It is this or nothing. That was not the case for this game. This was not a luxury game, not a throwaway game. I see your comment on this, uh, Abe. This was not a throwaway game, but this was not a have to game. This was not a have to win. The Cowboys are well in position to win the NFC East. They are well in position to be one of the top teams in the NFC. This would have been nice, but it is not a have to proposition. This was dessert. This was not dinner. You have to eat dinner. You don't have to eat dessert unless they have uh, banana pudding on the menu. Then you have to. That's the rule. But you did not have to win this game if you are the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let's see here. Uh, looking for this comment that got uh, a shout out. Burmy Star says, we want to win this game. We didn't have to win it. Exactly. Exactly. It would have been awesome. It would have been great. It would have been perfect. We would sit here and we'd be, you know, we'd be high-fiving. We'd be fist bumping. We'd be, you know, bumping elbows and jumping and chest bumping and all this stuff. That would totally be true, but we did not have to win this game. It's an AFC team. I know you wanted to. I know you feel like the Cowboys needed to go to Kansas City and prove that they're a, a threat. Why? Like, what, what, what would that have changed? They are 7-3. and three. Two of their three losses have come to the teams that are least consequential when it comes to losses as far as tie-breaking procedures work. This was in no way, shape, or form a have-to game. If it was, Tyron Smith would have played. Does that mean that it's cool that they lost? No, this is clearly or was clearly the worst case scenario. That being said, this worst case scenario is still not the end of the road. Uh, Joel says this game was a test. Agreed. It was a test. Uh, Eli Perkins says, can we get a mic, a schedule wallpaper? We do uh, update schedule wallpapers and tweet them out and share them at the blog of the boys handles. We'll get a Micah Parsons one this week. I promise be on the lookout uh, on social media. Let's see here. Um, looking for uh, super weasel says banana pudding. Banana pudding's awesome. Am I the only, or no, uh, I meant bread. Did I say banana? Uh, either way, banana or bread. I'm good. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ronald says many teams have had worse records and still won the super bowl. Totally. Um, very much agreed. 
Uh, let's see here. Chris, uh, it's a troll, I think. So do you think Dak is still worth $75 million? Absolutely. 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 I would pay Dak twice that if I was the person in charge of that decision. But thankfully, I'm not because I don't, you know, I'm not the one with the finances involved here. So it's easy to say. But yeah, if you come out of this game and you're like, Dak sucks, please, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Anyway, Nate, uh, before we get to Nate, um, MG says all games count. Yes, but they don't all count the same. Andre Brown, thank you, Andre, says we just lost some ground on the buy. That's all. And again, does the buy matter? Yes. Would we like the buy? Yes. Would the buy be more helpful than hurtful? Yes. We have said yes to all of these things. Is the buy necessary? No, it's not. The buy is not necessary. You have to get in. In an ideal world, you get in under the optimum conditions. We can all agree with that, but it is not a necessity. It is not a mandatory variable. And because of that, the Cowboys could afford to lose this game. That reality doesn't make it any less frustrating that it happened, but it is still a reality nonetheless. Uh, Nate says, RJ, I want to hear your thoughts on Troy Aikman tearing apart our team every time he commentates. I think Troy is fantastic as a commentator, obviously incredible player, one of my all-time favorite players. Um, and I think Troy is really well-researched, honestly. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. This was a bad game for Fox, if I'm being honest. This whole, like, you have to establish the run. Um, you know, Cowboys have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. This is a tough, tough game for, for the Fox crew. I'll just say that. Uh, Joel says, this was a game that we needed to prove who we are and in every facet we lost. Joel, and I would like anyone to answer this question, not just Joel. Why? 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 I mean, th this is your comment, Joel. This was a game that we needed to prove who we are. Why? Why, why was that a need? Why was that mandatory? Why, why was that a requirement? Why? What, I mean, what, what, what different – do the Cowboys feel different at the star, right? I mean, you know, do they feel different? You know, no, they don't. I mean, do we feel different? No, we're upset, but we know this is still a good team. Why did the Cowboys need to prove anything as far as who they are? I mean, even if they had beaten this team, this is, we have acknowledged here, except for the Chiefs fans who came in here and, and celebrated, this was an average team. I think the real proof of who they are is the way they responded after Denver, is the way they, they, they held on in New England, is the way they'll you know, potentially respond. It's a little bit of a, a weird week, obviously short week. Joel, um, let's see here, your comment here, your second comment says, in my opinion, the game was coached horribly by our coaches. It was, but... Still, I mean, what, what do they have to prove? Russell says because they are a good team, Super Bowl team, that's why. Again, this, do any, like, if, if you are jumping to the conclusion that the Cowboys are not a Super Bowl team because they couldn't win this game, I think you're overreacting. And that's, that's me being honest with you, all right? This is the, you know, when you see your family in Thanksgiving and you stay up till 3 a.m., you have the heart-to-heart. -heart, this is our heart-to-heart. -heart. You're overreacting if you think the Cowboys are not a Super Bowl team because they couldn't win this game with all the situations they were dealing with. It's unfortunate, but they clearly knew this was a possibility. Uh, Mike Wine. Thank you, Mike. I would rather lose to the Chiefs rather than Eagles, Washington, or Giants. I would, I'll add to you, Mike. I would rather lose to the Chiefs than the Falcons, than the Saints, than the Panthers, than any NFC team. That is the way. I mean, Joel says because the Chiefs are an AFC team. How do we expect to win a Super Bowl? 
Joel, this, I mean, okay. It's true that if the Cowboys want to win the Super Bowl, they will play a team from the AFC in the Super Bowl, right? They have to get there if they want to do that, right? We're, we're focused on the getting there part, right? Beating the Chiefs does not mean they can beat an AFC team. They're, they're Super Bowl contenders. It in no way means that. So, I mean, now Super Weasel, I disagree with this, but at least this is an explanation. It says, Psyche is a real thing. When other teams believe they can take you out, they play harder than if they expect to lose to you. I disagree with this. I don't. You, or do you really believe that any player on the Raiders is now going? Chiefs beat him. We got this. Chiefs beat him. We're now we'll do it too. Do you think if if the Cowboys had won today that the Chiefs would have said, "Well, they beat the Chiefs, so we're screwed"? No, because the Chiefs clearly did not look at what the Cowboys did last week and have the psyche affect them and say, "Well, you know." Cowboys hung 43 points on the Falcons. We're doomed. No, they're all going to play the same level of hard no matter what, regardless of what happens the week before. That's just how professional sports work. Um, let's see here. IQ Logic says, it seems that every year all I see is everyone blaming the coaches. We get a new coach, and still the coaches fall when we lose. When is this going to be on the players that play this game? Everybody is to blame here. We, we, can, we can blame everybody. Uh, G-Man 7 says, Raiders defense looks nasty. They will be all over Dak. Totally true. We'll see how that goes on Thanksgiving. Um, let's see here. Um, F-Kick Crunch says, some of y'all are just laughable. We're okay. I agree um, that everything's going to be okay. I see we have some volatility in the comments with people. Hey, let's all just, I know it's tough. I know we're upset, but let's just love each other. All right, we're all still here for the Cowboys' sake at the end of the day. We're going to get through this. Um, this was not a fun day. All right. No bones about it. This was not a fun day. Very, very, very quick turnaround, obviously, with the Cowboys playing on Thursday. We are going to be operating at lightning speed uh, here at Blog and the Boys with the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. So make sure you are subscribed here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast network. Going to have a lot of shows coming out very fast as the week continues to unfold. Obviously, uh, we'll be you know having articles come out on the website, updating social media and whatnot. Uh, but uh, it's going to be okay. I promise it's going to be okay. I wouldn't promise it if I didn't mean it. Uh, my name is RJ Cho. You know me from Blogging the Boys, all throughout the Blogging the Boys universe. Today was not a good day, but tomorrow we'll be here, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and that's the day the Cowboys play. Uh, so uh, let's get this win over the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Let's figure things out. Next next couple of weeks going to be weird with back-to-back -back Thursday games, but we'll make it through together. I know you're upset. I know you wish the Cowboys had won, but they'll win on Thursday. Trust me. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We don't talk to you. Uh, we really do appreciate all of you who make Blog on the Boys a part of your Cowboys experience. And so whatever your Thanksgiving looks like, whoever you're spending it with, if you're traveling, please be safe. Uh, enjoy the Cowboys game. We will be live here after the Thanksgiving game, obviously. When the Cowboys win, we're back to our happy versions of ourselves. Uh, and we'll do this whole song and dance over once again. But uh, seriously, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us. Uh, thank you for the Super Chats. Thank you for the Trolls. Thank you for the Chiefs fans. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time.